0: Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Seth. And this is Never TMI.
1: Where we talk about real things. And
0: nothing is ever off limits.
1: All right, podcast peeps. Hello. We got a good topic today.
0: We do. And today. Um, oh, sorry. What?
1: We're going to talk about how to avoid the, the big D. D. No, we're not <laughs> talking about Dallas. Oh, no, yeah, we ain't talking about your hubby's package. <laughs> we're talking about yes,
0: divorce. we're talking about divorce and um yeah we're gonna be real honest real vulnerable here also i've got the world's worst allergies right now so i apologize if i sound a little raspy and if you hear me sniffle every now and then but um yes we're really excited and i feel like i don't know we should just dive right in
1: yeah and i so the reason we're talking about this topic is because we named this podcast Never TMI, mm-hmm. which do we regret? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I know. But full no. transparency, we have been going through a really rough season of marriage this mm-hmm. year. I would say second, second roughest season yeah. since uh, year one, right after we got marriage, Right after we got married, when yes. I put Jackie through the ringer there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's been a lot just having Michael between pregnancy, postpartum. Yeah. Where we're at in this season.
0: And I think we've said this before. It's like no. she's been in probably our easiest baby. So it's not her. I think it's just like the season change. Um, Just to clarify, like,
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's not just having a baby, but it's. It's I like that's, everything that comes with that it, kind of yeah. marks the season definitely. for us. Yeah. But definitely. there's been a lot that, that's come with it. Even
0: end of pregnancy with her, it was just, I think that's where it started. And yeah. it, it's been really difficult. I feel like we definitely, I would say at least over the past few weeks, there's been a shift. I feel Absolutely. Like we're on the. And till end. And we're so, I I mean, one thing I'm thankful for is that we just are so prepared for seasons to ebb and flow. Like it doesn't shock me when, you know, there's times that things get really tough. Obviously it's not fun, but for the rest of our lives, I think if you have the mindset of the fact that like, it's going to happen, there's going to be really high highs and really low lows for the rest of your marriage Like it doesn't show, it doesn't throw you as much for a loop. Um, if you're prepared and if you have, you know, the support that you need around that, like I, which we'll get into, but that is one thing I'm thankful for. It's not like we're like, oh no, what's happening to us? Are we crumbling? It's like, let's gear up and put the work in because this is a season Mm -hmm. that might be a little harder than the others. But
1: I think we've also been surprised, at least I have, Mm -hmm. in terms of like. Like how you know, bad it has gotten sometimes. It, yeah, and yeah. There's, there have been really rough moments. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about divorce today because even though we haven't said, like, we've made a decision in our marriage to not get divorced. Yeah, That's bar, you know, and, and even biblically just barring, like, cheating. That would be the, you know, the thing that would make us reconsider that. But mm-hmm. other than that, like... um it, divorce is it's not something we talk about yeah. and i think
0: yeah i i want to comment there i know people there's people out there who have who are in very compromising situations i would say like domestic abuse all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um is is something to be yeah, addressed as well so yeah. i i don't think like you should just never get a divorce no matter what absolutely not mm-hmm. um that's not what we're saying for us personally Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. Like if we were dealing with some type of situation like that, you know, that would raise that option. But, um, for us personally, we're kind of talking about like just the everyday difficulties of marriage and, you know, but, and and that's that's where it's,
1: and that's what I'm trying to say though, is it's gotten to points recently where we've had, very serious arguments Mm -hmm. and I know if I'm being transparent like any and even just conversations even though we're not saying divorce or anything like that there's definitely been thoughts of like separation space Mm -hmm. like I don't want to do this anymore like get out of my face Mm -hmm. and that I don't know I think we've been faced with the reality of those decisions of Mm -hmm. like in this moment, or in this season we we could choose to go down that path, yeah, but we haven't, and so today we're gonna kind of talk about why, and yeah. I think i I hope this episode's a little fun. I'm excited because we the, everything the we, we just it, said is not fun <laughs> no it's not, <laughs> like but this episode quite. we each wrote down our top three things of why or how to avoid divorce yeah. so i don't I don't know what jackets are, she doesn't know what mine are. Well, it's
0: kind of crazy, though, like even to hear you say that I I feel like I'm very verbal with the the, with the way that I feel and like conflict and all that kind of stuff. And in those moments of conflict, I've expressed to you certain things you've never expressed to me like that you've like thought about separation or something like have you genuinely thought of that?
1: Well, I think of it more on your end. It's like, well, if you chose to leave, there's nothing I could do about it. I know where I stand, and I also I feel like I'm a little more particular with
0: your words, my words
1: <laughs> than you are, for sure.
0: I was just and shocked just I, like, like that what so, you yeah. just said threw me for a loop, because I was like, wow, have you thought about that? I guess we haven't really talked about that. I know yeah. I've said
1: things. So we each came up with our top three things of how to avoid divorce or how to keep from divorce, and we're going to kind of share those bouncing back and forth and so hopefully by the end of this podcast you can walk away with potentially six new or six ideas as to things you can implement if you're in a tough season if you're considering divorce things that you can maybe put into practice or i would say they're 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 kind of more like mindset shifts like really divorce is almost a mindset
0: and also very i'm sorry
1: well and not to say that there aren't like real feelings involved but like it it does come down to a choice again if someone cheats on you that there there's things out of your control that you then have have to deal with you choose how you respond to it um
0: and that's okay like i was talking to my sisters the other day and i was like i know myself i don't know if i could stay with someone who cheated on me and obviously someone is that so it was like you know, and and we just kind of had a conversation and some siblings were like, well, I think it depends. And for, and some were like, uh, absolutely not. I don't care what the situation were. So everybody's different and that's okay. I think, you know, side note there, yeah, there is no, um, judgment there if you're feeling that way. So I think for us, yeah, we're going to lay out a few things. We each put down like our three things that we believe and feel like for us personally, you know, would keep us from divorce and and should keep us from divorce and i believe they're different but they are like actionable things that you can like implement it's not they're not just like ideas um, or things that we think it's like we firmly believe this would absolutely detour you from getting a divorce if you have thought about it talked about it felt it um, cause it is very real. I've, I, I've had conversations with people in the past who were just open to it. And then lo and behold, they are divorced to this day. So, um, yeah, we just kind of want to talk about it cause it's very real. And I've had a lot of conversations with, um, women primarily who are like, I, that's what I want. Cause I don't know what to do and you know, whatever. So hopefully this helps. So my first one is seek counsel slash accountability and accountability was going to be my other one but I feel like they do go hand in hand so for us our marriage counselors kind of act as somewhat of an accountability system which is why I didn't make another one but I would say seeking counsel is so important I think we like I said we have marriage counselors and they're unbelievably helpful but I also have like sisters who I really trust who are wise and who I will, um, if something is really serious or like my mom, you know, and that's not the case for everybody. Like, I, I mean, some people have some toxic siblings and I would say it's not always the wisest thing to like open up to your best friends or your siblings or your parents even, um, I am blessed to be able to really trust the wisdom of my sisters. And so, um, and not that I'll like go and talk with them all, but we all kind of bounce things off of each other. And nine times out of 10, they'll give me such a greater perspective in the grand scheme of things. So they know me, they love me and they are for me. Therefore, when I share with them a conflict that Seth and I might not be able to like budge through, Um, Because I don't go with them. I don't go to them with every little argument we have. That's just not smart. That's not respectful of Seth. We don't do that. But um, if there's something that we are really struggling with and it's like really affecting me, then I will bring it to like our marriage counselors or a sister who I trust and who, um, again, is for me and knows me. So there have been times that I've communicated with them that they've really, truly helped um, in a difficult situation and have given me a different perspective or have kind of not taken sides, but have has just been like, well, Jackie, you know, from an outsider's perspective, have you thought about this? And he's probably feeling this. And, you know, have you said this or, you know kind of point out to me like well maybe this wasn't like the best way for you to respond or you have to consider how he might be feeling and blah 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 um so outside perspective and counsel um it's a very helpful thing and I think sometimes it can be scary to invite other people into your issues or to I mean I I don't know why but I used to literally feel like I want my family to think Seth is like perfect, amazing, the best. And obviously, I feel like when you first like introduce someone, that's kind of how you feel. And it takes a while for that to go away. Now I'm like, I love this man. I know he loves me. You know that he loves me. You know, that is no longer a thing, but it took a really long time. Um, So it's scary. I, I, I felt scared too to like open up to people and just be like yeah he's not perfect and I'm not perfect and I yelled at him like that was also kind of like a thing it's like yeah we argued and it was really bad and I don't want anybody to know that but that's life and honestly everyone is going through their own stuff anyway so um but yeah I would say counsel And, um, just whether it be a marriage counselor or, um, you know, a podcast or a, a book or something or, but I, I do think like real life people who can kind of speak into your marriage and give you advice or whether it's one time or whether you check in every now and then, um, and you know, making sure that those people either really know like the word or, really know you that they can kind of point you in the right direction and give some perspective and not just be like i mean the worst thing you can do is be like you know talking to your girls and they're like yeah he sucks like girl leave you know it's like that's not what i mean you have to really make sure that you align with the people that you're communicating to and that you know the advice you're getting is sound and um biblical if that's what you believe in which we do so yeah that's that's a big one for me i feel like that's actually helped a ton and and could do a could help a lot or damage a lot so
1: no i think that's a great point i would say though you know and not that the other stuff is bad but really getting a you know having friends and Mm -hmm. people that you respect enough that you can trust their opinion yeah is very important but in a situation where you're seriously contemplating divorce or separation, you I, I would highly suggest getting professional help. Absolutely. So like professional counseling. Yes. Professional marriage counseling. Meeting with someone that you're paying. Like, yeah. And, and we've it's seen this profession. in so many yeah. aspects of our life. It's like when you pay for something, when you pay for a service, yeah, I you know, we all want something for free, mm-hmm. but when you pay for it, you're putting some skin in the game mm-hmm. and it makes it that much more worth it to you. It's it's like I'm committed to this. Like for us the gym.
0: I was about to say, we pay um, for F45. a gym now <laughs> that we didn't you know,
1: we used to not pay for a gym and we never worked out because yep. we had no skin in the game and it was just do we feel like it or not? We never felt like working out. Mm-hmm. Now that we've paid for like prepaid a subscription to a gym you know, Still
0: don't feel like it, but we go. Well, we go because
1: we know, like, well, oh, this has been paid for yeah. and it runs out. So I think, you know, Definitely. that That's a good really helps. Then also, sometimes, like, if you read books or whatever, those are general concepts, which mm-hmm. are great. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have very specific questions, very specific circumstances where it's like, what do I do in this situation? Mm-hmm. I can't relate with the theory of this book to how this applies to my situation. Yeah. And that's where I think having people is so important for accountability, mm-hmm. specific people that you can just lay out the real, mm-hmm. this is exactly what happened. Like, what would you suggest? What do I do? Like, Yeah. That it's tailored where,
0: to your yeah. personal yeah. situation.
1: That's good. But no, I think that's a great point. My number one point was um, how to avoid divorce is praying together. Mm-hmm. And we've I think we've definitely seen the power of prayer. I think we've even talked about it in a previous episode. But, I mean, after it got really bad, I felt like, you know, and, and through conversations between us and with our marriage counselors, I really felt like I had advocated my responsibility as the leader of the home. And that, for us entails I have to lead Jackie in our house spiritually and that means making time to pray together to check in on her spiritually to encourage her spiritually to encourage us and lead our family spiritually and I was I was doing none of that and um so we we started praying together and it was just simple like thirty second prayer even. Mm-hmm. And and that's it was just like getting into the habit of mm-hmm. we are regularly meeting together in a day mm-hmm. to take a moment just to humble ourselves together and say, you know, we need help. Like and I think that is really where we've kind of opened the door for God to work in the relationship and help us. Mm-hmm. And so I my number one suggestion would be if you believe in God, pray together. And the, the power of prayer works. Let the power of prayer work. Um, but like, even have you know without changing anything, just by doing that one habit, I've I think that's where I started to really see mm-hmm. the, you know, our marriage turn around for the better. And just being able to even personally like let things go that might bother me previously. It's just like, I had. I don't know it seemed like I had a renewed grace for Jackie for our marriage for mm. things that weren't you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: even though even though they're still not my ideal it's like okay I can tolerate this today because I feel like we are taking steps together to grow together to become one together and um
0: yeah, yeah. like seeing that we're both in it together and we're it's like they might be trying their best and so let me Mm -hmm. let this little thing go and i think that's where even just to give like a 30 second background of why i feel like it was we struggled so hard was truly i feel like the root was like seth was not feeling respected we were not having sex um and i'm talking like when we could obviously you know, postpartum, there's that time period. But even after that, I was just we it there was like no intimacy emotionally and physically. Um, And then for me, I just felt unappreciated and like unsupported. And, you know, there were ways that he was supporting me that just weren't resonating. And, you know, there were ways that I was loving him or like trying to love him that he just like, It was like it didn't really matter because these things were happening. So that was kind of the root in very short, in very short, um, what was happening. But I just wanted to take a quick second, pause, and talk to you guys about Minnow. As parents, I feel like it's a full-time job to be able to find shows that are appropriate for our kids to watch. And it's honestly super difficult sometimes to find shows that are engaging, entertaining, and wholesome at the same time we finally found a streaming service that works perfectly, and that's Minnow Kids, M-I-N-N-O Kids.
1: Yeah, Minnow is a great streaming service for kids that offers faith-based content that parents can also trust. We're really excited to be partnering with Minnow because we actually believe in the company and what they stand for.
0: There's a ton of shows, movies, and devotionals that are perfect for road trips, movie nights, at-home sick days, or your everyday downtime moments. I remember literally having to call my sister to see if she had watched certain shows before to make sure that it was safe for my kids. And now, thanks to Minnow, I don't have to do that anymore.
1: All their shows and movies are screened by parents, teachers, and pastors to make sure they're appropriate and entertaining and also align with faith-based values. It is comforting to know that we don't have to worry about questionable content or unknown ads popping up because we know Minnow has our kids' best interest at heart. Also, the shows are fun and cute, and our kids actually do enjoy them.
0: Whether you're a parent tired of looking for wholesome content for your household or simply on the hunt for some entertaining and faith-based shows, movies, or devotionals for your kids to watch on their own, we highly encourage you to try Minnow. We stream Minnow in our household, and we would love for you to do the same. Head to gominnow.com and use code FAMILYMADE to get your first month free. That's G-O-M-I-N-N-O.com slash family made for one free month of the Minnow Kids streaming service, which is awesome. Sign up for Minnow today if you want shows that are not only entertaining and engaging, but that reflect your values and teach your kids about the things that actually matter.
1: Now let's get back to the show.
0: It is important to know that we're both trying. And I think that's kind of what you mean. Like when when we're praying together, it's like, look, we're both putting an effort here. We're both sitting here. We're both hungry for this to work, mm-hmm. um, and for us to like get out of this, whatever it is. So it does make it easier when I know, okay, he's trying. He's putting an effort. Um, I'm trying. Like we're we're not just careless because I feel like a lot of issues can stem from uh, the fear of like you don't care, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Um okay, my number 2 is reevaluate your non-negotiables. So Seth and I got a little crazy, I will say. We both crossed some serious lines.
1: Mm, that's um a, that's a great point.
0: Thank you. And I think for me that was when it got scary was because I was like, wait, this isn't safe anymore. <laughs> like where is the boundary because the only reason i feel like oh we will not get a divorce is because that's a line that's like a boundary that we will never cross but when other little boundaries and lines get crossed i'm like mm-hmm. what what makes me feel like that won't get crossed like and then we both get a little more bold cuz it's like you let that slide i like i went there and you went there. So now I can go here because you went there. You, know, you crossed the line so I can cross the line now. What's stopping us from crossing any other line past this? If, we can cro- if we're can if we allowed to cross this line, nothing is in the way of us crossing that line down the road. And who says we won't get there? So I think, and we literally did, we had to kind of go back to like, okay, what are we literally not allowed to do. What is an absolute no. Let's, you know, reevaluate and and reestablish boundaries so that things we should never be yelling at each other in front of the kids. We should never be yelling at each other, period. But in front of the kids, it's like that's an absolute no. Mm-hmm. We can never do that again. And I, you know, um saying certain things calling each other certain things, it was like, um, that's not happening. Like we, we kind of both had to be like, that was too far. And we're done with that. We know better, let's be better. And so I think it's important. Sometimes you can just kind of get comfortable with new things. And it, it, it would have been incredibly dangerous if we just crossed those lines and didn't come back and say not just, I'm sorry, but like, oh, we, that's, that's off limits. We cannot do that again.
1: Um, I think uh, just to give a little context to that too, it's like, for me, and I think going through this season, we've also realized like we are a byproduct of the way that, you know, mm. of our past experiences, what yeah. you've seen, what you've experienced, whether it's in how you're raised. Yeah. Like so many, you know, everything you've done to the past is kind of, that's who you are today, and you have a you have the potential to change your future going forward, but like you know for for me, it was like divorce is is the boundary line, and I didn't really have any intermediate boundaries before that mm-hmm. other than the context of how I was raised, how you know relationships that I've seen growing up to this point, like to me it was like I have one boundary marker that's no divorce. And I think what Jackie is saying is we've now had to go back and add additional boundaries before the divorce mark so that it's not like it's just a free-for-all until we get to this place. Because more than likely, if you cross too many boundaries before here, like what Jackie's saying is true, like what's going to stop you from getting to that point?
0: Or... It's easy. It's easy to just have divorce as a non-negotiable. That's easy. Mm-hmm. We can do whatever we want as long as we don't sign that paper. And you can. You might as well get divorced. You know. So it's like exactly. there's got to be stuff before that. That you know, if you really want a healthy, thriving marriage, not just a marriage. Anyone can have a marriage. Mm-hmm. Anyone. You can have a. Mar- you can be married to someone and live in another state for years and years and years and, years and never see each other the divorce part isn't the issue that's just the end game and that it really it's it's truly simple and a lot of people do it unfortunately a lot of couples just stay married cuz they don't want to get a divorce but their marriage is awful and so i think that's kind of what we mean yeah it's like if i say
1: i i'm never going to be obese but i don't put any diet restrictions in place mm-hmm. i can eat whatever i want whenever i want like as much as you don't want to become obese, if you don't have self-control or guidelines like that is, that is the way that you will be trending regardless of what you want. Yeah. Like you're not going to be fit. You're not going to yeah. be
0: healthy, but it's like, as long as I'm not obese, like I could be one pound under obesity rate. And <laughs> it's like, you might as well be. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, it is. It yeah. is.
1: No, that's a great point. That's what I mean. But anyway,
0: what's yours? Good job.
1: I'm impressed. Two for two. Thanks. Um, My second one is ensure humility.
0: I need elaboration there.
1: Ensure humility. And so, what I mean by that is it's up to you to stay humble. And in a relationship, when you're arguing, it's up to you to be the one to go seek forgiveness. It's up to you to be the one to reconcile and I could kind of speak to men in relationships because I feel like that that really is our responsibility at the end of the day. It falls on our shoulders to to reconcile to lead, but regardless of like that role, I feel like we both in the relationship should have that mentality of kind of like if it's meant to be it's up to me like if if this is going to work out i have to own my part and even if i feel like i'm a hundred percent right there is still something that i could have done better there is something that i could do more of and i have to take ownership of that and um Mm -hmm. even saying that reminds me of a book called extreme ownership i think it was by Jocko. uh i forget what his last name is one of the navy seals That was a great book, but like anything, any result that happens, you can take ownership of that, even if it was so far removed from you. Like, could you have done something that could have affected the outcome of something else? And I think the answer is always yes. Mm -hmm. And so, especially in a relationship, so kind of having that, that mentality that if, if this is going to work out, I have to ensure humility by making sure I'm always coming to my spouse, I'm always coming to Jackie to ask for forgiveness, to apologize for something that I've done even if I feel like it wasn't my fault. There's something I could have done. And so taking that mindset and responsibility mm-hmm. to you know just to stay humble and to always like you know to come from a place of humility mm-hmm. knowing that we're not perfect knowing that i could be just as much the reason that you want to leave as i want to leave like mm-hmm. so uh, that's that's what i mean by that that's good
0: that's really good okay my last one is and this i don't know it's hard um because i know this can be toxic for some people i i don't i don't know let me just say it. okay scheduling sex slash a date night and here's what i mean by this because i know i think i used to like preach scheduling sex like it's law whether you feel like it or not you'll never regret it like once you do it it's kind of like working out whatever and i feel like over time i've even educated myself a little bit on i and i feel like i have a little bit more grace for um women i would say actually jackie hill perry was someone that i listened to something about that and it was actually very helpful and freeing um and i've spoken with one of my sisters on how you know it's just different every everyone is different everyone is wired differently so for some people scheduling sex is like I feel like you know I'm being used or something you know and it's like that is that's not how I feel but I would never want that to come across as somebody as like you just do it anyway whether you feel like it or not, just ignore your emotions, ignore your ignore your feelings, ignore where your relationship is at, and just do it like that is so not what I mean. And so I feel like I'm trying to tread a little bit more lightly in talking about that, although I do think it's very important. Um, But I, I feel like that's just what comes to mind when I think about intimacy, like touch points. So for Seth and I, I feel like, those recharge us in a way that not much else can. I don't know if anything else can. Um, I think it's crazy cause we can, we can tell when we're like nearing a time where it's like, we can tell this has been too long. We can tell we didn't, you know, prioritize our date night or it was like not super intentional or whatever. Like I've, it, it really is so noticeable for us. And so I feel like... It's like a power-up. Yeah. And it's like it, once we have sex and once we like connect intimately in that way, we're so much closer in that moment. And afterwards, it's like we're sweeter. We're And there's obviously like literally hormones and chemicals and endorphins in our body that are like making this happen when you have sex, which is a beautiful thing, but I think emotionally, like stress-wise, attitude-wise, like we both can be sassy, but I feel like when we do that, it's it's just like we're more tender, we're more sensitive towards each other, we're more patient and understanding, we're more joyful, like those are real benefits of being intimate with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes a minute to get there because it takes work. That takes work in a marriage sometimes. And, and again, seasons right now, we're in a season where for me personally, it takes a little bit more work to get there emotionally and physically because I just had a baby because I'm exclusively breastfeeding because I'm stressed because whatever, um, there are very real reasons why it's not as like, Oh, I'm so in the mood. Um, But in other seasons, I have been, it's been a lot easier for me to get there and more difficult for Seth to get there. When I lived in California, I had no job and I lived by the beach and we were in a blue zone. And it was just <laughs> like, I was living easy. I had three hours to make dinner every day. I had no kids like, I was not, I don't know. I was more in the mood literally every day. Um, So there's a lot of things that go into it, but I do feel like putting in the work and effort and being intentional about that, especially like a date night, putting down your phones and talking to each other and making it a priority. There are times where that date night sneaks up and we're like, what? Okay. We're not prepared. We're not in the mood. I don't really want to go anywhere. I just want to sit and I want to watch modern family or parenthood, but it makes the world of a difference. And that is like the intentional time set apart from your life to reconnect with this person that you married um, is so important. And I feel like it's, it's crucial to do and, and really makes a big difference um, in the grand scheme of things.
1: That's good. All right, my last point here, and then we'll wrap this up, is embracing the sacrifice of serving, even if there ain't no cookie. (laughs) And what I mean by that is... Cookie. Relationships, marriage, even dating, there has to be an element of, I am always going to be serving this person and when you i feel like when you lose sight of that that's when you become selfish minded or i'm not being served as much as i think i should so maintaining a mindset of i am always looking for ways to serve my spouse my significant other and even if there's no reward to that i know that that's what i'm signing up for and to have that mindset in a in a relationship in a marriage I really think that that is key to avoiding divorce because she might never show signs that she really appreciates me doing the laundry or putting the dishes away or whatever it is. But that's something that has to get done. And even if she never steps in to help, even if she never says thank you for it, it's just like that mentality of, this is what i have to do anyways and i'm going to do it with a great attitude mm-hmm. and i'm going to do it because i love my wife and because i'm choosing to serve her even if there's no reward and so i th- i really think that that is a powerful mindset shift to have mm-hmm. and i really i would pray that there's there is a reward and i think that you know you kind of get into some of the the of the love languages there so like whether it's acts of service whether it's Affirming her, whether it's saying that you love her or that she's beautiful, like those things I believe will never, they won't go in vain because they're good Mm -hmm. things. But even if they did, are you committed enough to your relationship to serving her in that way for the rest of your life? And having that mindset, I really feel like you are then doing all that you can do to avoid divorce by putting your best effort into the relationship to make it work and Mm -hmm. to serve her, to, to, to actively love her Mm -hmm. and not just say that I love her, but like actively loving her, actively showing her that you appreciate her and you love and respect her.
0: And that's not to say that you can't communicate either. Like, you know, Hey, I, I do feel a little unappreciated or I do feel like I'm doing these things, but I do, I, I, also with that it's like doing those things and not necessarily expecting anything in return mm-hmm. is a good way to keep a good attitude to continue to love your spouse well and you're not doing them just for that just for the thank you or the reward like you're doing them because you genuinely want to and because you're trying to serve but that doesn't mean it's not nice. It's like at work when you're at work and you're doing your job that you're supposed to do that. You're getting paid to do, Mm -hmm. of course you're going to do it anyway. You know, it's like I'm, I'm doing these things and I don't need a thank you from my boss. And I, I don't, I, I don't have to have that in order to do my job. However, there's a massive difference. Literally statistically, they've done studies on this in the, um, quality of the work and the attitude of the employee when the boss is thankful and appreciative and goes out of their way. So it's okay for, you know, the employee to say like, you know what boss, like I really, I will do this regardless. However, it really makes a difference in me and my work and my servitude when I feel appreciated. And so if Seth, you know, if both of us definitely do that and communicate with each other, like this kind of hurt my feelings and I feel like I'm doing, and you kind of burn out a little bit, but I do think that's a great point. That's six. Oh, what sure. Were,
1: what were your three? Just to read them off real quick.
0: All right. My three were seek counsel slash accountability, reevaluate non-negotiables and schedule sex slash date night. I'm a big fan of slashes because I have a lot <laughs> <laughs> to say. What are your three? Mine
1: were pray together, ensure humility, meaning it's up to you, and embrace the sacrifice of serving, even if it ain't, even if there ain't no
0: cookie. Cookie, okay. So love it.
1: We and we should start doing this. We're kind of looking for, I think, in this season, bigger purpose ways that we can like pray for other people or just like help other people and i think we should we should really start praying for like the listeners on our podcast that would be Absolutely. a good thing so we, we will if you are in a season of struggle with your relationship we will be praying for you that's something we'll add to our prayer list um
0: is it weird to pray right now or what do you mean weird
1: no I wouldn't say it's weird if you want to I'm just saying like in our in our time alone together just praying for our listeners because I know relationships are something that we're really passionate about Mm -hmm. and not that we just talk about relationships here but we're adamant about it we know that relationships are hard that they require a lot of work Mm -hmm. and divorce is a very real thing and it's scary and so our hope, though, is that, you know, you can take something from this and apply it to your marriage. And our prayer is that your marriage would just turn around and that you guys would have a, a, a wonderful marriage. That, you know, you guys would be best friends and happy. And, and actually, there was a, a priest that I knew from Wheaton when I went there. Not that Wheaton's, Wheaton is not Catholic, but he he would always ask me it was like his litmus his litmus test question was like are you happy like every time I would see him or talk to him at some point in the conversation he'd be like are you happy and he and I asked him I was like why do you ask me this all the time he's like it just it gives me like a glimpse of where you're at in your own heart in your own life of like if you if you can truly say I'm happy and tell me why that's fantastic if you can't it's like it's his way of, like, reading, okay, like, okay, like, what's going on, and mm. and so it, it would kind of, like, direct the conversation. So, we pray that you are actually happy, and if not.
0: Well, yeah, if it's okay, and if you don't want, you know, you can turn this off at this point, but I feel like this is a heavy topic, and I feel like there's a lot of people who might be going through yeah. some heavy stuff, so if I I would like to say a quick prayer, if you're listening, if you know, that would, I don't know, like we were with you and we definitely understand. And you know, we're praying for our marriage over here. So Mm -hmm. I'll say a quick prayer for everybody's marriage. (laughs) Okay. Lord, thank you so much just for every single person listening to this podcast right now. Um, I thank you that we can come to you whenever, that we have the freedom to talk to you and that you are a friend, that you're for us and that you are available to us um, at all times 24-7, in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, in the middle of a podcast. Um, Lord, I ask that for anyone who is listening who might be incredibly discouraged or down um, in their marriage, in their relationship, if they feel lost, if they feel hopeless, if they feel um, like they can't do this anymore. Um, if they have no one to talk to, uh, Lord, I ask that you would just remind them that you are there. I ask that you would just put your he- healing hand on their marriage, that there would be a renewal, um, that they would remember, um, how powerful you are and that you can do all things, um, that you can transform their marriage, that you're the only one who can. I ask that you would give them the tools and the encouragement and the um, strength to put the work in, whether they feel like they'll be a reward or not, whether they feel appreciated or not, Lord. Um, I ask that you would just heal their hearts and be with them and allow them to feel your presence and that you would just give them that extra bit of strength and drive to um, really see a vision for their marriage and what they want it to look like for the rest of their years to come for their kids all of that Lord we thank you for who you are we thank you that you can do miracles that you can turn things around that we can't do on our own Um, we love you and it's in your name we pray Amen.
1: amen thank you
0: thank you guys for listening so much we appreciate you guys and we care about you and yeah
1: Yep. Everyone have a great week. Again, I'm Seth. And I'm Jackie. This is Never TMI, and we're signing off. Peace out.